Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Adams, and this is the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to help you live rich and love the journey. If you're ready for more knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible, you are in the right place. If you're a longtime listener, you know we cover a wide variety of personal and small business topics here, and each episode is like a mini training. My inspiration for shows comes from current events, issues I want you to brush up on, and your questions, so please keep them coming. And if you're a new listener, I'm thrilled that you're now a part of the community and hope that you'll stick around by subscribing. With so many students and families unsure about the future of in-person education, your expenses for school may be changing. And whether elementary schools, high schools, colleges, graduate schools open up virtually or on campus in 2020, the cost of education and related supplies is incredibly expensive. So I'm going to talk today about a very special account called a 529 plan that families with students of all ages can use to save money. I want to repeat that. Students of all ages can benefit from this plan. I received an email from Jack who says, now that my son is in college, I need practical tips for using my 529 savings plan. I'm wondering how much should I withdraw from it? What are the tax consequences? And if I need to save my receipts? Thanks for your help and great podcast. And Jack also questioned whether he should have a joint checking account and a joint or co-signed credit card with his student. And I'll address all of these questions through the show and at the end. So Jack, I appreciate your question, and I want to congratulate you on being such a prepared parent. There's a lot to consider when it comes to saving for college and helping a child create their own strong financial foundation as they grow up. So this show will explain how to use a 529 plan to make your money go farther. I'll offer tips for choosing the right plan, managing it wisely, and boosting your 529 contributions. As always, you'll find the notes for each show and the full archive of podcasts in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 647 called How to Use a 529 Plan to Manage Education Expenses. So let's kick it off by talking about what exactly a 529 is. And this is the account that Jack mentioned that, that he's got money in. 
And with these plans, you make contributions and you choose investments from a menu that's kind of similar to how it works with a retirement account. Everyone can use a 529 because there are no restrictions on annual income. So it doesn't matter how little or how much you make. Everyone who plans to have some amount of education expenses for a student of any age, and that could include yourself if you are an adult who's looking to go back to school, graduate school, professional school, you can use a 529 as well. Most states offer at least one 529 plan choice. However, the fees, the benefits, you know, are going to be very different, such as the maximum contribution limit and your investment options. These will vary from plan to plan. You typically do not have to be a resident of a state to participate in that state's plan. For instance, you could live in New York, participate in a Florida 529 plan, and use the money to pay for a school in California. You can mix and match, in other words. No matter where you live or which state's 529 plan you choose, your earnings in the account are tax-free as long as you spend the funds on qualified education expenses, which we're going to cover. Unlike a retirement account, your contributions to a 529 plan are not deductible on your federal tax return. However, there are some states where there is an income tax where those states do offer a deduction or even a tax credit on your state tax return for the residents there who choose an in-state 529 plan. That could add up to significant savings depending on where you live. Therefore, the tax benefits of a 529 plan are going to vary significantly depending on your home state, how much account growth you see, and which plan you choose. But no matter which plan you choose, the earlier you start saving and investing in a 529, the more potential growth and tax savings you could have. So this is an account you want to start using now if you've got education expenses in your horizon. A major downside of a 529 plan is that if you spend it on anything other than qualified education expenses, the earnings portion of your distribution is subject to income tax and a 10% penalty. There are some exceptions when the penalty gets waived, such as if the student receives a scholarship, veteran's educational assistance, becomes disabled or dies. Remember, you pay tax up front on the 529 contributions and you get a tax break on the account's investment earnings portion. So again, it works a little different than a retirement account. Now, let's talk about what expenses qualify for a 529. The ways that you can use your 529 plan have expanded over time, which is great. It used to be that you could only use it for higher education, such as college and graduate studies. You can now use a 529 for education expenses starting in kindergarten if your plan allows it. So hopefully you're going to enroll in a plan that allows you the most flexibility. So that's something that you're going to want to look at when you're shopping for plans. There is an annual limit of $10,000 per year for enrollment and education expenses at private, public, or religious schools for students in kindergarten through grade 12. So, you know, you've got that $10,000 a year cap when your student is 
in high school or younger. But once your student is out of high school, they are in higher education, you can then use a 529 for any college, graduate school, or vocational school without an annual limit on those expenses. But the institution must be eligible to participate in a federal student aid program, and the student's got to be enrolled at least half-time. Qualified expenses include tuition, books, fees, internet access, and equipment like computers for doing coursework. Reasonable room and board at, let's say, a boarding school or a college are also qualified, but you can't use your 529 for expenses related to renting a place off campus. Now, if you're unsure if a particular fee or expense is 529 qualified, you just should check with your plan provider. But there are a lot of expenses that are qualified, so make sure that you're taking advantage of all of those. A common question that comes up is whether having money in a 529 plan can count against you when it comes to qualifying for college student aid and federal student loans. Many families, of course, rely on getting financial assistance to supplement their college savings. In general, when a parent owns a 529 with a student as the beneficiary, the account has a pretty small impact on how much financial aid you can get. Assets owned by a student, however, would count more heavily in financial aid calculations. So you want to keep a 529 in the name of a parent or even in the name of a grandparent if they're willing to do some savings for you. That's typically the best strategy. But if you have a complicated financial situation or any questions, be sure to consult with a financial advisor for guidance. If you plan on getting federal student loans, be aware of the annual limits that you can borrow for federal student loans. Instead of spending all your 529 money in the first years of school, spread out your withdrawals so that you can meet your budget. Otherwise, you may have to turn to private student loans, which have higher interest rates and fewer benefits for borrowers than federal options. So just make sure that you're maximizing those federal options first because they are going to be the least expensive when it comes to borrowing. Jack asked about saving receipts for educational expenses. Yes, Jack, that's a great question. It is vital to keep physical or digital receipts. So you can prove that your annual 529 distributions are equal to or less than the amount of your qualified educational expenses. Your 529 plan provider will send you and the IRS a copy of Form 1099-Q. The Q stands for Qualified Plan. This form will show your annual distributions. If they exceed your qualified education expenses, you're going to need to report some amount of earnings in your 529 as taxable. So that's what you want to avoid. As I mentioned, you will also typically pay an additional 10% penalty on the earnings portion that exceed your qualified education expenses. In general, the most straightforward way to use a 529 plan is to pay qualified expenses first out of your own bank account and then reimburse yourself from the 529 once you know exactly which expenses you have that are qualified and the total amount. You can use a money management program such as Quicken to tag your qualified expenses and then run a report by any period such as a quarter or a month 
to reimburse yourself. Just make sure your 529 withdrawals and payments occur in the same calendar year. Otherwise, a distribution may be considered non-qualified. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Now, another way to manage your qualified education expenses is to move money from a 529 to your bank account or to authorize a 529 plan provider to make a payment for you. Getting funds up front may be best if you've got large bills, such as a big college tuition bill, and you just don't have enough to cover it in your bank account before being reimbursed. So, you know, there are different ways you can actually administer your 529, but the key is definitely keep good receipts. I think what's most tricky about a 529 is that contributions can't exceed your expenses. But if you contribute too much to a 529, there are some ways to avoid the 10% withdrawal penalty. One option for any leftover money in a 529 is to change the beneficiary student on the plan. For example, let's say you've been saving money for your daughter thinking she was going to go to Harvard. And she decides to go to a less expensive college. In that case, you could change the beneficiary to your son or another family member who can spend the balance on their education. You can also just leave funds in the account in case a student eventually goes to graduate school. Another option is to use leftover 529 funds to make payments on any student loans. Cashing out a 529 is always an option, but as I previously mentioned, you're going to owe tax on the earnings portion of the account plus a 10% penalty. The penalty is still owed even in cases when you accidentally over-contribute to a 529. 
When it comes to choosing a 529, there are lots of choices. So it's essential to shop around and compare plans based on your financial needs and your situation. Here's some tips you can use to find the best 529. The first is get familiar with the plans in your state. If you live in a state that does not offer tax benefits for 529 contributions, you may come out ahead by participating in a plan outside of your state. One place you can search for plans by state is at savingforcollege.com. Another tip is consider how much you're going to realistically contribute. Some plans come with six-figure contribution limits, and that may only be helpful if you or other family members can make very large 529 contributions. Find out your investment options. Make sure a 529 plan has a range of investment vehicles that will go from conservative to aggressive growth targets. Look for and avoid high fees. The fee structure of plans will vary, so make sure they won't cut into your earnings. Look for convenience. Find out if a plan has user-friendly features, such as an online account, and responsive customer service. And remember the bottom line. Choosing an out-of-state 529 plan with historically high rates of investment returns could ultimately be more valuable to you than choosing an in-state plan that comes with in-state tax deductions or credits. Once your 529 plan is open, set a goal to make regular contributions. Whether you contribute $10 a month or could afford $1,000 a month, the sooner you get started, the easier it will be for you and your family to pay for college and any other education expenses your student may have before they get to college. And why not invite other people to make 529 contributions for you? for special events, maybe for your student's birthday or as a holiday gift. Check out giftofcollege.com. It's an online gift registry for 529 plans and student loan accounts. Friends, family, and companies can contribute online and by getting gift of college gift cards. It could be a physical card or an e-card. Using a college savings registry is a pretty smart way to share your goals for your student's education encourage participation in meeting those goals, and hopefully make paying for college and student loans a little easier. Jack, thanks so much for your question. You also asked about checking accounts and credit cards for college students. I do think that having a joint checking account with a college student is a great idea. And if they are not earning their own income, they probably will not be able to qualify for their own credit card. One way to help them build credit is to add that student as an authorized user to your credit card. That way you can help them build credit and also control the amount of available credit that they can use on the card. I hope that's helpful. If you are like Jack and you also have a money question, I would love to hear it. One way to keep the conversation going with a terrific community is to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to email me a money question. You can even record a voice message that I may be able to use in the show. Just call 302-364-0308 to leave your message. 
That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy, free way to give back, show your support, and help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.